So we've talked to Tequila J. Bear last week. I want to talk to keynote speaker, thought leader, J. Bear, because you've got something going on that I'm really kind of interested in. You've got a self-described mini book called The Time to Win, How to Exceed Customers' Need for Speed. And I also want to fold this into a conversation about Chris West and video narrative and the incredible speaker reel that you created together with Chris West who listeners will recall was just on the podcast a couple of weeks ago. The thing I want to talk about uh, regarding the time to win is the idea you came up of selling it as a, not a mini book that is small and two seconds to read, or you say it just takes one hour to read, but the idea that you're not buying one, you're getting three. I think this is brilliant, especially the way you stage it out you give one copy for you, one copy to a colleague, and one copy to a business that disappoints you when they are too slow. Oh my God, you, it's part <laughs> pat on the back, slap in the face. I love it. And tell me about the, you're thinking about packaging this brand new mini book as actually a shrink wrap set of three that yeah. you can give out or keep. Well, DP, always great to talk to you. I, you know, it's interesting with this one, I've done six previous kind of traditionally published by big publishers. I usually work with Penguin books that are full length, et cetera. And, and this book is all about the power of speed and responsiveness. The thesis is that if you are faster than your customers expect, they will give you more money. And, and there's lots of data to support that in the book. Before I wrote the book, I did a comprehensive research project, the most comprehensive research actually ever done on the relationship between responsiveness and revenue. This all makes sense now because we care about our time and how we spend it more than we use. The pandemic is partially responsible for that. But when it came time to write a book about this premise, about using speed as a competitive business advantage, I sat down to write it as do. And I thought, you know what? I, I cannot ask the reader to invest five or six hours to consume a business book about speed. It just, it's like I'm not taking my own advice here. So I said, okay. The other thing is I'm a big enough boy to remember and understand that most people don't actually read business books. They skim them because they're busy and there's lots of them and et cetera. Like, I get it. It's okay. I'm like, all right, what if we just take these two things and combine them? One, the book is about speed. Two, most people skim business books anyway. And let's just create a very small book as opposed to a full-size book. And so the book is, as I said, as you said, you can read it in under an hour. All the, all the important material is in there. And so far, people really, really love it. It's definitely an experiment. I self-published it, didn't work with uh, a major publisher this time. And then as you mentioned, we actually did three different book launches. We did a Kindle launch. We did the exclusive three-pack launch, which is this one, which, which you can get at uh, jbearbook.com. And the three-pack is definitely limited edition, and it's a little less expensive to get them that way. And then we've got the single copy individual book release on Amazon happening very, very soon. Sort of three different bites of the Apple from a launch standpoint. So lots of experimentation, lots of lessons learned. It's been a blast. And so far, people love it. The book has perfect 5.0 reviews, nothing other than fives so far, which is great. And, and people who get the book in person love it because it is so small. You can put it in your, in your jacket pocket, your shirt pocket, your front pocket, your handbag, your purse, your backpack. People don't like carrying around heavy business books and and this is uh it's working out great. 
I am so impressed by the thinking behind that because even what you just said about requiring a reader to spend extra time to read the book is actually counterfactual to what the brand of the, the book is about. Book. Yeah, yeah exactly. exactly. And here's the thing. You hit on it exactly when it comes to business books. It's not that business people are stupid because there are a lot of business books written in that kind of business fable way mm -hmm. or I hate those because I'm a writer. But as a person who's got limited amounts of time, I just need the concepts fed to me quickly in a framework I recognize and I can get the gist of the book in less than an hour, if possible, and get back to work. Ideally, instituting some of the information, ideas, tips, and tricks that have been shared in that book. So I find that fascinating. And if anything else, it's also fitting into what you're starting to talk about more and more as a keynote speaker. Now, I know you and I've known you for, I guess, probably four years or so. And I've seen you not change, but recalibrate or adjust what mm -hmm. you're speaking about a little bit. And we've talked about this before. Always. And I know a part of that is because you want to do some new stuff. You don't want to just be regurgitating stuff over and over again. And actually, in talking with Chris West, if listeners remember that conversation, he talked about how you guys work together to come up with a position for you, the keynote speaker, that actually explains why you change on a regular mm -hmm. basis and the value of changing, which is kind of antithetical because if you talk to a lot of experts on keynote speaking, they'll say, come up with your one thing and ride that for five years. Maybe you adjust the title every once in a while, but it's the same meat. You know, it's like if you're cooking burgers, deliver burgers. Well, the chef, Jay Bear, he did a burger. Now he's doing sushi. And that next week, he might be doing Peruvian cuisine. And there's a reason why. Can you go into some of that? How did you Absolutely. rationalize that which you naturally do into an actual place in the marketplace that is uniquely yours? Yeah, I would say, first of all, most keynote speakers ride that horse and make a burger for 20 years, not five years, like for the totality of their career. And I have been a consultant and a strategist for 30 years now and a speaker and an author for 13. So for me, as we actually mentioned in the speaker reel, all of this, whether it's you know on stage or on the page, to me, it's just consulting in a different format. And that's why the topics that I talk about change. Because as let's assume you are a client and not an audience or a reader. If you were a client, I would say, okay, let's take a look at the competitive landscape now and let's figure out what you can do to press an advantage now. And that's going to naturally change. The advice that I gave clients in my consulting business last year is a heck of a lot different than the advice I gave clients in my consulting business 28 years ago, because the world has changed and continues to change and what works naturally changes. And so for me, it feels very natural to, to have different advice over time on stage or on the page because what works changes. And I, I kind of, as you mentioned, understood that intuitively, but I could never kind of figure out the unified theory of Jay Bear until Chris West really helped me with it because we had this very similar conversation. And he's the one who kind of struck upon this notion that, well, you change topics because the thing that you used to, that you told them before, everybody else has done it, right? 
And so once everybody does it, it's no longer a competitive advantage. So now you've got to move to the next thing and then everybody will do it. And then the next thing and the next thing. And so each time I come out with a new speech or a topic, it's about what is your competitive advantage over the 24 to 30 months. And if I'm right, and so far I always have been, that 24 to 30 months, everybody will eventually gravitate towards that premise. And then you don't have an advantage anymore. So you've got to go to the next thing. And so if you think about sort of the trajectory of my career from a speaker and author perspective, we started off talking about social media, that everybody did that, right? Then we talked about customers, let's see, I'm talking about the sequence here. Social media, everybody did that. Then we talked about content marketing, everybody did that, right? Then we talked about customer service, and then a lot of people gravitated towards that. Then we talked about word of mouth, which a lot of people have gotten better at word of mouth, but I would argue there's still runway there. And now the new topic is about speed and responsiveness. And so it's not as if I can't stick to a topic or that I don't care about a topic or that my advice is somehow flighty or insignificant. It's that, as Chris pointed out in the thesis of the, of the trailer, is that I'm a DJ for business ideas. And so the DJ says, okay, now we're going to play this record because this is what the audience needs now. And then later on, the audience needs a different record because it's a different, you know, you can't step in the same river twice, as they say. So uh, you're exactly right. We're really trying to turn it into a strength and a unique positioning, but it is very confusing for a lot of my contemporaries because they, they don't change topics. They don't understand how somebody could possibly change topics because they, they know a horse and they ride that horse until it drops. And that's why they're a thought leader and you're a thoughts leader, man. Yeah. <laughs> I like that. I like that. I might, have, I might have to borrow that one. That's good. Oh yeah. yeah. Well, it literally is. And that we're laughing about the fact that thought leaders, thoughts leader, is a kind of just a little bit of a tweak to a phrase everyone knows, but it's those little tweaks that catch people's attention and then allow you to explain it. What do you mean you're a thoughts leader? Well, you just walk them down and say, I talked about this when everybody was doing it. I talked about this and everybody started doing it. it and it, it literally points out that I am an actual thought leader, as opposed to those other people are still telling you, this social media thing, you should actually be doing it. Well, yeah, you should have been doing it for 15 years now or 10, 15 years. <laughs> yeah. 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 I'm not, I'm not a futurist. I'm a presentist. Yeah. Yeah. But you are a presentist thoughts leader, TM. Leader. Put a TM on that, put it on a t-shirt. Yeah. Yep. Commission check in the mail. I love the idea that you described as you and Chris came up with the idea that you're a DJ playing mm -hmm. new music. And I talked to Chris about this because when I saw the video that he created, well, if you're watching the live stream, let's take a look at just a few little bit of that speaking thing. So stand by as I go to the screen share and hit the play button. it's safe to say that things have been hard for many businesses and organizations over the past few years. Business is harder than ever because of expectations. Okay, I'm going to stop it here because many of the listeners are like, well, it's just music. What are you even talking about? <laughs> and, and the reality is a couple of things. One, Jay Bear, the speaker, starts out his speaker reel with a good 45 seconds of no speaking at all. There are on-screen yeah. testimonial quotes. 
but it it's it i love the counterintuitiveness of oh you're a speaker but the within five seconds you aren't saying hi i'm a keynote speaker and i speak to a whole lot of people all over the world is you know that was the choice to start out with on-screen graphic testimonials. Yeah, here's why. So it's a little bit of a place of privilege for me in that I've done this long enough and I have enough of a reputation in the speaking community that if a meeting planner or a, a committee or a speaker's bureau is thinking about hiring me, somebody has already recommended me, right? I'm, I'm sort of at the level of my career, thankfully, where very, very, very rarely is somebody just like Googling customer experience speaker and they find me and they're like, oh, what a great trailer and let me hire you. So for me, the speaker trailer is not an introduction, it's a ratification. And that's why this speaker trailer is a lot different than speaker trailers I had earlier in my career, where it was much more about, let me show you that I can speak. Now, if they're watching my speaker trailer, somebody has already told them that I can speak. They don't need that information. What they need is something that sticks in their head that differentiates me against my competitors. And that's why this particular trailer, and Chris is so great at doing it, is much more high concept and actually allows them to say, oh, he's the guy with the records. He's the DJ guy. He's the thoughts leader, et cetera. It, it just gives them something to hang on to. So when they get into that committee meeting and they say, oh, okay, we're gonna hire Jay or this person or this person, people won't remember what the trailer says. They remember what the trailer makes them feel like, right? It's a, it's a Maya Angelou, but in a four minute video, same idea. So I couldn't get away with this kind of trailer earlier in my career. Now I can get away with it and it's very intentional. One of the things I see you doing is you are the embodiment of the old marketing phrase, when everyone's zigging, zag. Your book. About it. Yeah, I kind of feel like I have to. Yeah, well, but your book, The Time to Win, when everyone's writing a 200-page book so that they have heft to the actual physical book so people think you're more of an authority, you write this mini book that is an hour-long reading time, but also physically, it instead of being six and a half by nine or whatever the standard... Three by five. Yeah, Exactly. The physical size of it, three, by, three inches by five inches. That's a zag. All of these things are the, the, what you just said, which was, I needed to do something to differentiate myself, memorably differentiate myself to the people who might be hiring or recommending you and stuff like that. And we've talked about this on this podcast before, your use of what I would call provocatively plaid suits that was a an absolute brand decision choice that you've made and kept going with so much so that you've got a dress J Bear website where bookers can literally pick out the suit you will wear at the keynote presentation. And if this is too icky a subject, we can move on quickly and I can cut it out. But I just want <laughs> to say, Jay, if I wanted to hire you for a one hour keynote speech, what is your rate card rate for something like that. And of course, if you have to travel a long way, I know things would adjust. But if if I wanted to talk to you about a one hour yeah. thing, yeah. what would that be? So we actually don't do it that way anymore. And again, this is another zag. So the preponderance of, of uh, professional speakers will charge you for a keynote. I don't do that anymore. So now we have a day rate because I am capable of doing a lot more than just delivering a presentation. I've done lots and lots of MC work and, and I'm very capable in that role. I've given out a lot of awards. I now do 
high-end tequila tastings and tequila education classes at events for your best sponsors, for your best employees, your best customers, et cetera. I can moderate panel discussions, et cetera. So now, instead of doing a keynote fee, now it is a day rate. So it is a fee for the day, and I will do whatever you want me to do that day. You want me to make omelets for your attendees? I can make a pretty good omelet. You want me to talk about tequila? You want me to give a keynote? I can do that. You want me to give out awards? Whatever you want me to do for that day, I am yours. And you also get some books as part of that as well. And the rate for the, for the day is uh, $40,000. Oh, my God. And I'm not saying that about the price. I'm saying about the strategy, which is an unwritten rule, but well-known among keynote speakers is they don't want you there for just an hour. They want you there before to maybe meet people in the morning. They want, especially after your talk, they want you to just kind of even be roaming the hallway so that you get the extra value of the people who are just impressed by you. They can come up, say hi, maybe take a selfie. And by the way, when they do that, they're actually boosting your personal brand. So yeah, you want to be there and do that. The worst thing you can do as a speaker is parachute in five minutes before the speech and then leave five minutes after. And the fact that you have essentially monetized it, that they want you to be there anyway, might as well get paid for it. The perceived value of an entire day certainly warrants the ask that you put in there for $40,000, which... By the way, how many of those do you have to do to have a comfortable life? Not too many. Not too many. Yeah, I'm very, very fortunate. And I should acknowledge that there's a lot of people who make that happen. My agent, Michelle Joyce, is among the best in the business. Maddie, my assistant, both for, for the speaking business and the tequila business. Collaborators like like Chris West and, and others have, have gone a long way towards making that happen. And then even my compatriots at Convince and Convert, my longstanding consulting firm, which I no longer own, but wouldn't be here without all those folks. It, is, it definitely takes a village, that's for sure. And of course, my family who tolerate me being gone, tolerate and, and pr probably prefer me being gone, uh, you know, 200 well, days a year. I want to interject here to say it takes a village, yes, but not a village of village idiots. The village you have are top performers across the bar. Everything about them is first class. And that accrues back to your brand. I mean, if you, if you hire cheap, you're going to be perceived as cheap. I, yeah, I don't and, know. What look, there's a difference in skill set and expertise at, at every level, right? I spend a ton of money every year still to this day on coaching, right? For, for speaking, to be a better speaker. And like, I can't believe, you know, given how many presentations you've given that, you know, you spend money on coaching. I'm like, you know who else spends money on coaching? Tiger freaking Woods yeah. spends money on coaching. Like, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter how good you are. If you're, if you think that somehow you can't get better, you have already lost, Okay, do you see why I love having Jay Bear on my podcast? Every time he comes on, he brings tons of value and inspiration, hopefully to the listeners, but frankly, I don't care. I'm, I'm getting so excited and inspired by a lot of the things he's talking about, and I'm, I'm going to steal a bunch of it. I love to give credit where credit is due, and the credit is due to Jay Bear. If Jay Bear is not in your universe of people you follow, you need to change that today. I'm okay. going to bring up the one shot again so you can see exactly where to follow. You can get a taste of tequila.j on TikTok and Instagram, although Instagram, your handle there is tequila J Bear. Tequila J Bear. And you can see if you're watching the live stream, he's holding up some bottles of fine tequilas. Oh. So I am being overwhelmed by tequila, DP. The good news is I get like eight or 10 bottles a week sent to me for review. 
The bad news is the same. Uh, if anybody has maybe 400 linear feet of shelving they want to send my way, please let me know. Oh my gosh. Well, anyway, t- there's tequila.j on TikTok and tequila.j on Instagram. So do a search. You're going to find him. You'll find me. Th- the other thing is I would love to give you guys some homework, and that is to check out jbearvideo.com and go watch his speaker promo reel. One, it's interesting all the way through. Two, you can see how that DJ idea is a, is a character, a narrative device that is a character that's woven through the entire thing, making it all very interesting. But it's not a gratuitous character. It's actually one that is absolutely aligned with Jay Brand, the thoughts leader TM. Yeah. And you got to follow him. And by all means, check out the Time to Win book, mini book. Where can people get that Time to Win mini book? jbearbook.com is where you can get the exclusive limited edition three pack that we talked about, which is your best value. And then in mere moments, the individual single copy will be available on Amazon. Definitely get the three pack because I love the strategy you've come up with. Keep one, give one to a colleague, and then give the third to a place yeah. that has basically disappointed you. Yeah, we call I it the, love yeah, that. The path, it's the passive aggressive marketing plan. We we love it. <laughs> yeah, no, it's a great idea. As you can see, Jay Bear, fantastic follow. Get off your butt and do it. I want to remind people that this podcast, this is more or less the end of this episode. I want to remind you that it's brought to you by the book, Nonfiction Brand, Discover, Craft, and Communicate, the completely true, completely you brand you already are. Written by, well, I guess it's written by me. And you can find it at Amazon.com. Just search for nonfiction brand and the last name Knutin, spelled K-N-U-D as in David, T as in Tom, E as in Edward, N as in nothing. I hope you'll pick it up and let me know what you think. Jay, thank you so much again for being on the podcast. Again, I'm going to hammer listeners. You got to follow thoughts leader, Jay Bear, mm. TM. Thank you. And, you know, I look forward to continuing to see exactly what you're doing because I learned, I'll be honest with you, if everybody has to have kind of a avatar, you know, it's kind of like, what would JB do? What would J Bear do? You're my avatar for all things thoughts leader TM and keynote speaking and even book writing and, and things like that. So thank you, thank you, thank you, J Bear for being the bear that creates the trail that I am more than happy to follow. That's it for this week on the Nonfiction Brand Podcast. I am your host, D.P. Knutton, and he is... Jay Bear! And I'll be talking at you again next week. Bye-bye. Bye.